deal with airplane peanuts. Hans Kim is about to fight this man for his spot on Kill Tony. Rick Diaz, who for two weeks in a row keeps dropping your For no reason. <laughs> but the New Year's Eve show is also going to include golden ticket winners performing in front of massive crowds and a notable list of highly anticipated guest appearances, all while being the first ever live podcast to be recorded in an arena. Unbelievable. He's doing a, this podcast in an arena on New Year's Eve. Congratulations. That's Thank fucking you amazing. So much. And although Kill Tony typically turns to Joe Rogan to co-host their special events, there's a growing theory amongst comedy fans pointing to new Austin residents Matt McCusker and Shane Gillis as the more likely option for the surprise panel members. Now that you guys are here, you and Shane on Kill Tony yeah, at the man. same time, it's, literally the I most requested <laughs> guest in the history of the show. It's wait. been the last two years, you guys. Really? Dude, and, I... uh, I don't want to give any secrets away, but it might be an extra, extra big one that we get you guys on. That'll I think be it'll fun. be a lot of fun. Dude, that'll be a fucking blast. Yeah. So who should comedy fans expect to see on New Year's Eve? Are other members of the show rooting for Rick or Hans? And what does it really feel like to be a young comedian preparing for your biggest show ever? To answer all these questions and more, we're joined today by three of Kill Tony's most viral sensations. Cam Patterson, Rick Diaz, and Heath Cordes. Cam Patterson, thank you so much for joining the show today ahead of the Kill Tony Arena show at HEB Arena coming up on New Year's Eve. Ahead of this big Kill Tony show coming up, what is the largest crowd you've performed in front of up to now? Tony take me on the road and do theater and stuff. So the theater that we've been doing, the probably the biggest is like was like four thousand, three thousand, something like that. Nice. Try to do this, the biggest number right now. It's, it's life changing to like you know you want to do something real bad and to be able to do it every week. It's like it's a it's a it's a it's a surreal feeling. Well, Heath, we're talking to you a few weeks before the Kill Tony Arena show. Up to this point, what is the largest crowd you've ever performed in front of so far? Yeah, so just recently, about a month ago, I got to go on Tony or tour with Tony for a little bit, and I did about three thousand seats Damn. in phoenix and so that was really helpful i'm glad i got that because before i got to do those shows with tony it was only about 400 so yeah. i can't even imagine going from 400 to 8,000. we've heard a lot about what it feels like to perform at the mothership interviewing various comedians but you also work there what is that experience like it's like the coolest job Ever. You feel what I'm saying? I, I done had some jobs, but it's just like, I feel like college. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never went to college. So kind of meeting all these big comedians, still like that while I'm on the clock. And like, I mean, because being a door guy, like, that's a big thing, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, working there is like one of, the, it's one of the best experiences I've had, like, as a person. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel more connected to the Kill Tony family or, or the Mothership family? Or does that all blend into one? It all one family. Yeah. It's all one big family. You know what I'm saying? It's just got different set. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cause she was one. It's one big ass family. Yeah, Ooh. for sure. You know, it's no, it's no different. Everybody in there, like my, I call one, one man, she's like my mom. You feel what I'm saying? Like that, that, that plays the reason I didn't get homesick real quick. Like I've been there like nine months, and I ain't, I ain't get homesick because it feel like home. You feel me? Well, your old home is here in Florida. I'm based out of Tampa right now, but you got a lot of people coming in from Florida to Austin. What is that like? Everyone kind of following your footsteps and, and expecting you to take them to the promised land in this new comedy mecca. I mean, it's cool. I just like to show people like that. I think it's really funny. Like if you if you want to come out, it's it's it's, show, it's stage time. Ain't no ain't no greenness in my heart. You know what I'm saying? This place changed my life. So I would like other people. That, I, uh, that I'm really cool with, or I think it's very funny. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The part too, you feel me? Because it's so, it's so much stage time. It ain't going to hurt me to have a home, but I'm cool with on the show. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, just, that's just so much shit going on. So you've been able to spend some more time in Austin since we last spoke, make some more appearances on the show. How has this crazy Kill Tony ride been for you since the last appearance that you've made on Joke World? Yeah, it's been so much fun. I've met so many cool people and I've done a lot of cool things. Like I said, I got to go and do my first theaters with Tony, and that's an experience I'll never forget. Speaking of that first interview, there's a lot of people who commented on that video saying, well, wait, about the whole uh, bucket being rigged thing. They're like, how did Shane Gillis get to talk to you before you went on stage if this is not set up, all that stuff? Do you want to clarify exactly how that happened? Like you get pulled and you wait a little bit behind the stage? Yeah, I mean, if they watched the episode, they would know how it makes sense. I mean, he lives in Austin now, and that's like the coolest club in the city so of course he's there all the time and he was just backstage it was all just a coincidence there's a battle for regularship happening at this new year's eve show though between hans kim and rick diaz so as a regular yourself are you leaning towards anyone in this matchup do you have a personal favorite to win oh hans kim gonna win man hans kim got this you know this ain't a bad yeah. my brother man did you guys all as regulars have a special connection back there because you are the only ones that have to do a new minute every single week? Really, no one else in comedy has been in these shoes where every single week in front of millions of people, you got to get a new, fresh 60 seconds. Yeah, we turn into family, bro. Them like, them like my big brother, especially like going from, you know what I'm saying, somebody who it, it took me a little longer to write jokes, you know what I'm saying, I like to cultivate it and try to make it as strong as I can from going to like where every week I just got to push something out. Man, they, they, them like my big bro, you know what I'm saying, like Hans and, and, and William and, uh, and Montgomery, they just made it a lot easier for the, the transition. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's Hans Kim to the, to the death of me. The main event is going to be Hans Kim versus Rick Diaz, as you know. And as a fellow Golden Ticket winner, do you have a favorite going into this matchup or anyone you're pulling for? No, I'm really excited to see how it's going to turn out. I think the drama is really cool. and does a lot for the show, so yeah. it's fun to watch. Was it interesting at all to win your Golden Ticket during the same time that all this drama was going on with another Golden Ticket winner challenging regulars? Was that weird happening at the same time? And did it give you any ideas of your own? It's neat to be a part of it while all this is happening, but um, not really any ideas. I'm just going to keep using my ticket. I'm happy with where I'm at right now. Yeah. And as a fellow Golden Ticket winner, do you have a favorite going into this matchup or anyone you're pulling for? No, I'm really excited to see how it's going to turn out. I think the drama is really cool and does a lot for the show. So yeah. it's fun to watch. So we are here with Rick Diaz ahead of his matchup with Hans Kim in the Kill Tony Arena show. You're getting to perform in the HEB Arena for the first time. And up to this point, I'm wondering, Rick, what is the largest crowd you've ever performed in up to now? Uh, three to four hundred. So does this arena show intimidate you at all because of the crowd size or is it just going to be business as normal? I will only know how intimidated I am uh, when I get there. Uh, That's true. But I'm, I'm expecting to be intimidated as hell. Not necessarily by the crowd size that kind of like I'm really excited to perform for a huge crowd. That's something that's, you know, it's. You know, I could only dream about it a few months ago, but it's mostly like, how am I supposed to manage my timing? How am I going to perform for this kind of crowd, a local crowd? How is it going to go? Yeah. So I'm very curious, but also nervous about it. Yeah, of course. How has the beef online with Hans evolved since the last time we spoke? It's evolved. It's evolved. Uh, he has, uh, I guess, we've been uh, in different ways trolling each other to for a while. I think it's gone very, quite pretty quiet on both fronts uh, lately. 
I, I posted a couple of things. He posted a few things. Uh, he had a Mac Vader do posters for, uh, for his yeah. solo shows using my face and name. And uh, that was interesting. Then I reposted that. Then he gave me a strike down copyright notice on Instagram. So I screenshotted that and posted his notice. <laughs> Which I know is from from him because it said it's hands came with his hands came email. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like I know yeah. I knew it was directly from him. And then, but he still has blocked me. But somehow things get to him, or he reopens his Instagram from time to time to check things. I don't know. He's been uh, insulting fans of mine that put comments about me on his channel. <laughs> it's just like it's been. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't think he's enjoying the the whole thing. So and I, and I could understand why he doesn't enjoy it. I'm, I don't want to push too many buttons, but I did enjoy the back and forth. I wish it had been a little more fun. I wish he was able to take the joke, but he's taking it incredibly seriously. And I hope that translates into him finally writing some good jokes for that show. Have you received any pushback from longtime Kill Tony fans who are a little angry at you for potentially knocking off a future Hall of Fame regular out of the show completely? First of all, there's n- Tony already said one of us might be temporarily banned from the show. So like, we don't know the consequences. The consequences is I will lose my golden ticket and I have the feeling that will be not temporary (laughs) if I lose, which is likely to happen. If Hans loses, he'll get to do other things for a bit and I'm sure at some point he'll come back. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a, he is a Kill Tony Hall of Famer for a good reason. He's earned that right to be named that if, if that even existed, but you know, like he's earned like the love of the fans and he's collected that over you know months and months and months and months and months of working hard for that show yeah i've gotten a little pushback some people are you know like well you're confident but you pretended not to be confident you you're not as good as him like well i'm four years in or five uh, four to five years in i'm performing fraction of what he can perform because there's less comedy here where i am i have a day job so with that being said, I think I'm doing pretty good. I think I made an impression. I'm receiving loads of love and I'm receiving way more love than I'm receiving hate from some idiots. Mm-hmm. And I've also noticed that a few, uh, some of the people that were confronting me the moment I talked to them, they were like, no, I actually like you. I just like hands a lot. And I was like, yeah. So, so a lot of it is also like just online trolling, but yeah. they're humans. I'm human. I don't really care. I just want to have a good show. And I definitely am trying to come to win. Well, you mentioned that you're still working a full-time job. If you did win on New Year's Eve, what is your plan to leave this full-time job? I believe it's with the government. It's of some importance and move to America to become the Kill Tony regular. If I Even if I lose the battle, that doesn't mean that I can't perform in America or have a career in America. Thanks to Kill Tony and thanks to Tony Hinchcliffe like my, uh, and the opportunity he's given me, and my profile has risen a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think this battle will make or break my ability to, for people, like for bookers of clubs to want to book me. Like yeah. whether I win or lose is, am I funny and do I draw? Do I, put people, do I sell seats? Those are the only things that matter, right? So, of course, winning, becoming a regular on Kill Tony is a big deal because of the continued exposure it gives you. So that's uh, and that. So that does help raise a profile in the medium to longer term. How has your experience been with American comedy in general? Like the fans getting involved, uh, y- you know, starting to interact with you some more. Just everything that you've seen since becoming, you know, on this scene. How has that been? All in all, 
my numbers, even though they're much bigger now in terms of following, they are still small, you know, but my experience has been for the most part, just incredibly positive. Well, Rick, sad man, Rick on Instagram, anything yes, else sir. that you want to leave the people with before we see you battle Hans Kim, this is your last chance to get out any sort of message, prediction, message to the fans, message to Hans. To all the people that think that I should have settled because I won a golden ticket and that I shouldn't go out for more. Just know that from Europe, a golden ticket is pretty much unusable. And second of all, to, for people that complain that I'm going after somebody's job, for my current job, I had to beat about 3,000 applicants. For every job I've had in my entire life as a working man, I've had inter interviews and tests and exams against hundreds and dozens or whatever other many people. Anybody that has a job, has had to take that job off of somebody else. Hans got his job handed to him, and it just so happens that he's getting some competition, some deal with it, like a grown-up, like an American man would, and like a man anywhere in the world would, man or woman or any other gender. If you work, somebody else is not getting your job. It's how it is. I'm sorry. And if I lose this battle, I'm going to have a hell of a ton of fun getting that thing done. That got me fired that up. That made I no think... sense, but it almost <laughs> made sense. That was a locker room speech. I'm I'm ready to watch this battle go down right now. Yeah. It stinks we even have to wait a few days. But thank you so much for your time today, Rick. It's always a pleasure chatting with you, talking comedy, talking Kill Tony. And no matter what it's happens with this battle, you're always welcome on this show. So hope to see you have again me soon. Again. You'll have to have me again because Hans is still not going to do it. So uh, <laughs> he's a media coward that should at least do something to promote this thing. I made him a main event at this show. Before I came on Kill Tony, he would have been just one more minute on that show. And because I made a hell of a ton of a big ass promotion for this thing, he's be he just became the main event. So yeah, Hans Kim, you're a more experienced, better, funnier, nicer, more cherished comedian than I am. But without me, you would have just been a regular. Both Rick and Heath are now recurring Joke World guests. So be sure to check out their other interviews on this channel for even more golden ticket stories. And another interesting part about these Kill Tony Arena shows, there's been so much demand to see this thing live that they actually added a second show at HEB Arena. Meaning there's a chance that there's multiple sets of guest appearances and maybe even two separate YouTube uploads a few weeks later. Guest spots from last week? The Joke Rogan Experience had a solo Shane Gillis episode as well as a Protect Our Parks. Wheeler Walker Jr. visited your mom's house. Stavros Halkius was a guest on Tiger Belly. Two Bears One Cave was Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. Tom Segura went on You Know What Dude. Tom was also a guest right here on Joke World. Are You Garbage and The Tim Dillon Show did not have guests. Axon Bronson went on Flagrant. And the duo of Howie Mandel and Sam Talent went on Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. You were on a special bus? No. I like the thing you do about your, is it your nephew? Uh, uncle. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Thank you. That's a, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. And I just love your facial expressions. And yeah, your, I got it. Just, it's an easy. You uh, do have. It's not difficult for me to morph into but that. Isn't that right? Yeah. I find that it's code switching. I couldn't stop. I, there yeah, it is. Really, yeah. He's code switching. I really hate code switching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be funny if we did that. You know, there's podcasts that sometimes you know they use blacks. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. We but switched I in and just like. <laughs>
<laughs> you try to eat the statue. <laughs> this past weekend with Thea Vaughn spoke with Kat Von D. Steve-O was on First Date. Steve was also on Take Your Shoes Off. Jim Jeffries was on The Blocks Podcast. Krista Stefano visited Stavi's World. We Might Be Drunk talked with Joe DeRosa, Keith Robinson, and Marina Franklin. Jimmy Carr was on Chrissy Chaos. Taste Buds battled Leftovers with Todd Berry. Being in with Jordan welcomed the Stuff Island Boys. Whiskey Ginger talked with Justin Willman. Aaron Berg and Mika Fox were on The Legion of Skanks. And The Honeydew talked with Mike Vecchione. As far as new stand-up comedy specials that are either out right now or coming out soon, Josh Wolf Here for the Fun is a full 90-minute special out on his YouTube channel, and a few other specials out on YouTube. Shane Torres, the Blue-Eyed Mexican, is on Burt Kreischer's channel. Carmen Lynch, Queef Week, is on the Mark Norman channel. And Mike Baldwin has a new special out on 800-Pound Gorilla, titled Number One Top-Selling Best Comedy Special Ever, which is a title that's not only great for SEO, but also describes Mike's sense of humor perfectly. And a few specials in the works right now that will be coming out soon from two of the most famous comedians in the world. December 25th, Ricky Gervais' Armageddon will be coming out on Netflix. Then just one week after that, Dave Chappelle's new special will also be premiering on Netflix. Speaking of famous comedians on Netflix, Pete Davidson will be releasing his second special on the platform this January titled Turbo Fonzarelli. And some sadder news to end this week's episode, perhaps the greatest sitcom of all time, Curb Your Enthusiasm, has announced this upcoming season will be their last. I guess in a lot of ways it makes sense, because Larry's getting pretty, pretty old, and they've already given us 12 amazing seasons. But it still sucks to see this show go. And after the Seinfeld finale sparked decades of debate, I'm sure all eyes will be on the last episode of Curb to see how LD wraps up one of the most prolific comedic writing careers we've ever seen. Please consider subscribing to Joke World right now to stay in the loop with all of your favorite comedians. And if you want even more comedy content, Joke World is also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, X, you name it, we got it. Thank you for watching. At Joke World. That's it, at Joke World. And the world is W-R-L-D. That's a great uh, YouTube channel, Joke World. Check it out.